Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 9, titled Marionette. Alright, so Olivia's switched arc is over... We're back to normal. Our Olivia's over here. Their Olivia's over there. Everything's good, and we're kind of doing a bit of a cool down. Sort of going more towards business as usual. A normal fringe event. Normal uh, one-off story. Just, you know, lower stakes. Uh, And it's nice. It's a nice change of pace after pretty much this entire season has been nothing but insanity (laughs) in, like, overarching fashion. Uh, But before we get into the weeds on the main story, I want to talk about some more character-focused stuff, mainly the aftermath of the Olivia's Switched, because... For obvious reasons, now that Olivia's back and we know that alternate Olivia had been taking our Olivia's place for so long, some people have some soul-searching to do. Like, suffice it to say, because we have Olivia in this episode who's spending the entire episode going like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, I get it, I get it, you were all fooled, I get it, it's fine, it's fine. Like, I totally get it. Like, even when Peter, in that incredible, incredible moment, tells Olivia, like, Hey, so, I thought she was you, and we did have a thing starting on the other side, and we continued it, and we struck up this relationship, and all the changes I explained away, uh, because we were different, and every... Like, she came up with all these explanations to throw me off, and I excused things, and, uh, but we, we had this thing going, and, like, even after that, Olivia's like, it's fine, it's fine, like, I get it, I get it, it totally, it totally makes sense, I get it, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. While, in reality, she's just, like, she's just, like, internally screaming. Like, she's just internalized all this confusion and anger and betrayal and trauma. Just complete and utter trauma over what she's experienced and what the alternate Olivia did in her place. Uh, there's the amazing scene where she's sort of tearing up her apartment. Like, she sees her clothes and just, like... I don't want to wear these anymore because, like, she was in my closet. Like, she sees the laundry uh, that Peter left and just breaks down. Uh, She removes her sheets from the bed. Uh, That whole excellent, excellent moment. Like, she's just kind of... She spends this episode spiraling and for very, very, very good reason. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like... And it's really heartbreaking to see Olivia, like, try to rationalize this, try to push through it like she normally would. 
but at the same time, just, like, kind of breaking down to a certain point. And then there's Peter, who is trying so hard to find a way to live with himself after not being able to see that it was a different Olivia Dunham he was with, over not being able to see that it was not his Olivia. Uh, And he tells Olivia all of this and uh, tries to find some way where he's not, like, at fault and is genuinely struggling. And, like, I mean, obviously, we the viewer who knew that it that the that that the olivias were switched the entire time we the viewer can point at peter all we want and go oh idiot oh you dumbass uh like i even i like i've been mercilessly mocking peter for thinking with his dick this entire <laughs> this entire first third of the season but like if you really think about it on a human level like all the changes that were made in quote-unquote Olivia, all the things that were different were largely positive. Like, she was happier, which is a good thing. Uh, She was less burdened, which is a good thing. Like, these are all, like, these were positive emotional changes And Peter was kind of blinded by this, like, honeymoon phase, love, like, blind love thing that he sort of discovered on the other side with the real Olivia, with our Olivia. And, like, he just kind of, either A, he didn't want to believe, or B, he was genuinely thrown off. Either way is totally understandable. In fact, I've been thinking a lot about what alternate Olivia really did with Peter. Like, the type of emotional manipulation she really did with Peter. And given that Peter engaged in this relationship, this emotional and eventually sexual relationship with Someone who he thought was an entirely different person and was lying about who she was, was saying, I'm this person, I'm this person you know and love, I'm this person you know and love, when really she was not at all that person, she was an entirely different human and completely, like, just was lying about her identity, was lying that she was this person who Peter knew and loved, like, if we're being brutally honest about what alternate Olivia did to Peter. If we are really getting into the weeds on the laws of consent, there's a legitimate possibility that what was done to Peter could be considered rape. And I'm not going to say that definitively that's what happened. I'm not going to, like, immediately say, like, Peter Bishop's a rape victim and die on that hill. Like, because I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know for sure. I will defer to the rest of the internet. I will defer to people who have spent 
much more time than me dissecting uh, consent laws, dissecting the whole idea of consent, uh, and looking at these things in a way that I can't. Like, I will, I will defer to people who are much more experts on this subject than me, but, like, if I'm looking at this objectively, it is a real possibility that we could consider it that. Like, and maybe, maybe there's a different word for it. Maybe not, it's not exactly the R word, but there was some violation of consent there. The, the real question is to what degree uh, do we assign it to? I, I think that is, anyway, the point is, like, just on both sides of that aisle with the Olivia-Peter relationship, like, they have both been violated on a horrible, horrible, horrible level and they're both left with this brokenness to them where they have to try and figure out, like, how to go from here. How do they live with themselves? How do they live with each other? And the direction it goes, like, it's just, it's so great. It's such phenomenal. It's such a phenomenal character arc. They handle it so, so well, and it's just, it's great. It's the highlight of the episode, quite honestly, uh, because outside of this, like I said, it's a normal Fringe episode, and now that we're, uh, we've gone on that dark, 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 dark path, uh, we'll get into the fun, fringy Fringe and talk about the Fringe Fringe. There's a man with a stolen heart. Dude gets his heart stolen, quite literally, his heart has been taken out of his chest, but he doesn't die immediately? Like, even without his heart in his chest, he still somehow manages to live for a while, and then after he, quote-unquote, dies, like, rigor mortis doesn't set in for a while, decomposition doesn't set in, really at any point in this episode, I don't think. Uh, We get the great moment where Peter has, where Walter forces Peter to smell the corpse, and Peter's like, I'm not vomiting. (laughs) Uh, And, like, this is weird, obviously. Like, this is super, super weird. And as we go through this, we basically find out a few things. First off, we find out that this man had a heart transplant. This was not his original heart. It it was a heart that was donated to him by, like, an organ donor. And turns out there are other incidents. Uh, there are other incidents of people's organs getting removed in a similar MO. And all of those stolen organs are from the same organ donor. So, someone with connection to this uh, young girl who committed suicide. Uh, and suffered from depression, someone with a connection to this young girl is just, like, stealing these organs back for whatever reason. We also find out, by the way, that the reason this dude didn't die immediately was because of some serum that was put into him and was in his blood that basically slowed down the process of death. Like, and even Walter says, if... If the EMTs and medical personnel had acted quickly enough, 
which unfortunately they didn't, they could have saved his life. Uh, and it was kind of to ease this person's conscience. Like, this is an organ thief who is actually remorseful about what he's doing. And based on some research that Walter did with William Bell way back when, uh, Walter kind of realizes, and also, apparently the body was supposed to be cremated, but apparently it was stolen before it could be, and the funeral home covered it up by uh, just burning some, some wood and pouring some concrete in there and all that. So, yeah. We figure out that this dude is trying to put this dead girl back together. And reanimate her corpse. Essentially bring her back to life. Which... Yeah. We're doing a Frankenstein story, everyone. This is a Frankenstein episode. Get ready. Uh, and of course, like, we eventually find the, the last piece of this dead girl. Her eyes. Uh, this dude finds the guy who received her eyes and takes the eyes from him. He's the one person that has, like, fully survived, it would seem. And the dude's just walking around with no eyes now. And that whole sequence is great. By the way, the freaking ballet scene. Oh my god. That is, without hyperbole, one of the creepiest scenes in all of French. Like, that scene is horrifying, with the dude just, like, operating this corpse like a puppet, has all these levers set up, all these strings tied to this girl's corpse, and is, like, just having her do a ballet routine, controlling this dead body like a puppet, uh, so she does this ballet routine. It's, oh my god, it is bone-chilling. It is such a, honestly... I'm going to be honest, outside of the outside of the aftermath of Olivia's switched stuff, this is kind of a whatever episode. You can kind of take or leave this episode. That moment though makes it stand out. Like that moment makes this much more memorable than it would have been otherwise, quite honestly. Uh it's something else, man. It really, really is. It's it's a rough moment. Uh, but eventually, like, we're going through patient files of people who are in this girl's uh, various mental health, depression, support groups. They find one guy who fits the profile and just so happened to drop out of the group, like, the day this girl died. Like, literally the exact day. And just so happens to have a background in working on creating synthetic life and working on uh, in the fields of reanimation. And so they go to his house, like, as he's reviving this girl. He reanimates this girl. Successfully, I might add. She comes back to life. Except not in any way that matters. 
Because even though she is physically alive, mentally, she is not all there. Mentally, she is nowhere to be found. Uh, she's just kind of, uh, she's basically brain dead. Like, she's basically brain dead. And ends up dying very soon after being reanimated. Uh, but the FBI shows up. Uh, there's this big moment where Olivia arrests him and all that. Uh, the dude has this whole thing of, like, I looked into her eyes and I knew it wasn't her, which then prompts Olivia to just blow up at Peter, like, hey, uh, what the hell? (laughs) I know I've said it was fine, but seriously, what the hell? Like, I understand the facts, I know that she, like, I I know on paper she manipulated you, but also, why the hell didn't you know, man? (laughs) Like, just... Having this moment where sort of all these feelings that she's had sort of comes bubbling to the surface on saying she doesn't want to wear her clothes, she doesn't want to live in her apartment, she doesn't want to be with Peter, uh, because the alternate Olivia has, like, taken everything from her, in her words. Like, it's just, oh, that, that whole, all of the aftermath from this whole thing, it's all heartbreaking, on both sides of the aisle, quite frankly. Like... Just everyone's broken after this. Everyone's emotionally broken from this whole thing. And it's rough. It is really, really heartbreaking to witness. But then we get this ending. Where Peter and Walter are going to get a milkshake. And the Observer is watching them. And he's calling on his little Observer phone. And it's like, yes, I see him. He is still alive. So there's that. There's that. Yup. Uh. Yeah. Something happening with the bishops. Something happening with the bishops in the very, very near future. I will stop there. I will not say anything more than that. Uh, but yeah, solid episode all around. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Uh, just last night, put out the newest installment where I'm doing a pilot finale segment, the first pilot finale segment, uh, on Roots 1977. I watched the first episode and the last episode back-to-back. I compared them, saw how the show evolved over time. Uh, that was a fun one. That was a fun... Well, okay. I shouldn't say fun. Because uh, the show is about the horrors of American slavery. But that was an interesting discussion to have. Uh, and I'm very happy with how that turned out. So, listen to that on Patreon. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10. Talk to you then.